everybody. This is Erica and Yvette, and this is the Mel and Pearls podcast. Hey, everybody. Yes, yes. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> So this is episode 51. I can't believe it, but it is what it is. Episode 51. And we're talking about microaggressions. Ooh. What a topic. So microaggressions. Um, Eric and I, we we talk about this a lot. And and since it's become more of a, a term that's been defined, that kind of put a definition on feelings and thoughts and situations that we've all been through, like there's a name for it. Um, we've talked about it a lot and it's more about, you know, what, how we handle it, if we handle it and if we do, how we do it. Um, and so we wanted to share with you all, um, microaggressions and our experiences with it. So this is more about, um, defining micro, what a microaggression is and then, um, how we've navigated it. Um, and to a point where we make the decisions because, you don't do it all, everybody. You make the decision if this is something that you want to address or not, and the toll that it may or may not take on you emotionally, um, personally or professionally. So just throwing it out there. So what is a microaggression? So originally coined in the 1970s by Chester M. Pierce, a Harvard psychiatrist, today's definition of a microaggression can be credited to Daryl Wing Sue a professor of counseling psychology at Columbia University. And since 2007, he has written several books on microaggressions, including Microaggressions in Everyday Life, Race, Gender, and Sexual Orientation. So in it, Dr. Sue writes that microaggressions are the everyday slights, indignities, put-downs, and insults that members of marginalized groups experience in their day-to-day -day interactions with individuals who are often unaware that they have engaged in an offensive or demeaning way. So microaggressions are often discussed in a racial context, but anyone in a marginalized group, be it the result of their gender, sexual orientation, disability, or religion can experience one. And I think that that is a, a really, really important um, distinction because it's anyone you know, it, it does, it's, it's just not for certain people, it's for anyone. And I think that I want to really like state that because it's just not like people like me and Erica, it could be someone in the LGBTQA, um, someone who has disability, you know, it could be anyone that's in a marginalized group. And I think that's super important. I totally agree. I mean, I think that it's important to delineate that, that we're not just necessarily talking about race. It could be sexual orientation, gender, socioeconomic. It could be anything, right? Religion, right? Religion. It can be anything. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a clear point because I think sometimes people, when people think of microaggressions, they think of, of race specifically. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot more than that. And it's very subtle too. And sometimes you can't even catch it. Like sometimes you catch it after it's mm -hmm. happened, like way after it's happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is going to be a really good conversation. Yeah. And so microaggressions can be kind of sliced into three kind of categories. Um, a micro insult, which is often unconscious. It's like the behavior or verbal remarks or comments that 
convey rudeness, insensitivity, and demean a person's racial heritage or identity, religion, you name it. Then there's microassault, which is often conscious, <laughs> right? This is the explicit racial derogations characterized primarily by a violent verbal or nonverbal attack meant to hurt the intended victim through name calling, avoiding behavior, or purposeful discriminatory actions. I call that there's, you know, people that are overt, overt <laughs> microaggressions, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. there's microinvalidations. And this one can be labeled as often unconscious, but I think as a Black woman in technology, microinvalidation is something that is more prevalent than not. And these are the verbal context um, comments or behaviors that exclude, negate, or nullify the psychological thoughts, feelings, or experimental reality of a person of color. And I, that, that one, when I read that, that category um, of breaking down microaggressions, I was just like, I really identified with that one. And there's one more. There's environmental microaggressions. And this is at the macro level. And we all know what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi with the water situation. 80% mm -hmm. um, predominantly African-American community, no water. You know, Flint, Michigan, again, it's a, well, can you call it a microaggression or just like flat out racial <laughs> discrimination? I mean, whatever you want to do it, but that is often going to happen at the environmental level. And while I was preparing for this, this episode, it really, doing the research really helped break down microaggressions into the subcategories of it. And I was, I, and it's helped me to really put of to a name to my feelings about experiences that I've had past, present, and what I see in the world to really define it. And I think for me, that was really moving um, because before I was just running around as like, you know, felt slighted and, or felt a certain kind of way. And I really wasn't able to put a name to that feeling. Um, and now that I have, I feel more powerful, to be honest. No, agreed, agreed. You know, I, when we were thinking about this topic, and I had to think about this a little bit, I mean, I grew up with microaggressions, not even realizing what they were, right? So my, my first microaggression that I ever encountered was, you know, people would say to me how articulate I am, <laughs> you know, and articulate, the, you know, comparing me to what, you know? And I would get that on both sides of the equation. So I would get that from even people in my neighborhood, right? Because I grew up in a predominantly Spanish Black neighborhood. I even get it from folks in the neighborhood. And then I'd get it from folks in different other situations, like when officers were starting out to work and stuff like that. And, you know, I didn't realize that that was a microaggression. Like, what, who do I speak better than? You know, why, why mm -hmm. are you surprised that I could speak in a certain way. So it's interesting that, you know, now that we have a, a name to it, maybe the name always existed. I just didn't know. Right. Um, yeah. But it, it definitely, you know, kind of highlights that feeling, right. That feeling of less than, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's what those do. They just make you feel less than, and then sometimes it creeps into imposter syndrome. Should I be here? Uh, because you're being made to feel a certain way, like you don't belong. Right. So I think that mm -hmm. that is that's a key, key part of of microaggressions and how they can, uh, you know, um, affect someone. Yeah. And, and I it, mean, yeah. 
I mean, without I'm we I'm I'm whoo girl. I'm just telling you, like so. So there is they can be overt, right? You know, where you mm-hmm. see people watching people of color in the store for possible theft, or as subtle, right? Or as subtle as uh, discriminatory comments disguised as compliments. You are so pretty for a black girl, mm. right? That's or, been said to me multiple times. Or and you're I in the elevator. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna trip over <laughs> each other over this one. Or you're, <laughs> or you're in an elevator and someone clutches their bag. Yep. Girl, bye. Mm. I don't want nothing you have in that bag. I'm just yeah. Saying. I mean, <laughs> I want it's absolutely like, nothing. So you clutching just, your mm. bag. I should. I figured that the next time I got on an elevator and someone did that, I would clutch mine too and be like, "Who? What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> like clutch my pearls oh my, oh my pearls. god oh my god what's my happening? you know yeah what, what do you think like mm. yes there are people out there yes but you can't judge everybody to think everyone's gonna do that to you but anyway yeah. sorry tangent yeah. go on please continue um, yeah 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 <laughs> i mean you know that other thing is like you speak so eloquently or yeah it's like it's For like sure. what do you mean eloquently like i'm not a freaking preacher what are you talking about El- you know it's just like I'm a professional and I'm in a professional setting. And so why are you surprised that a black woman with a master's degree from NYU and in the bachelor of science and engineering from a, another college, Ivy League college can actually speak well, articulate, come on, right. you know, like, come, stop, like, don't right. make me, you know what I mean? Cause it's just like, woo. I mean, now, I don't know about you, Erica, like now these slights, I kind of catch them more, right? And so now since I'm I'm more aware and I catch them more, you know, it's, so what do you do, right? What do you do? Do you just let it go or do you do something about it? And so, you know, discrimination, no matter how subtle, has consequences. You know, in, in 2017, the Center of Health uh, for Journalism Health explain that racism at microaggressions lead to worse health and pointed out that discrimination can negatively influence everything from the target person's eating habits to his or her trust in their physician and trigger symptoms of trauma. So the choice not to do something about it has negative effects. You know, when people say like, when you forgive another person, you're not really forgiving them. You like, you're, you're letting it go for yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. you resenting them, the only person you're really hurting is yourself, right? But even if you keep those slights, you know, and you stuff them down and, and, and don't address them, it's an, it negatively still impacts you. So in 2014, there was a study of 405 young adults of color, and they even found that experiencing microaggressions can lead to suicidal thoughts. This is it's real, folks. I mean, so sa- saying something to someone, we really need to be mindful on how that lands on people because microaggressions is like being cut a thousand times a day, like with a paper cut. And you can literally bleed out like that. And so we need to be very, very, very careful. Those folks that call themselves allies, you know, and other people that are, are on the receiving end of it, we need to be very careful on how we handle it, process it, and what we do. And so I'm not saying to go out there and like two-piece two everybody, right, who says <laughs> a microaggression. I'm not saying that at all. 
what I'm saying is just like, we need to, you know, think about it in a way that keeps you safe and sane and healthy. And I think that's the best way for me to kind of articulate to you all, like how to really take care of yourself when it comes to microaggressions, you know, out on the street, in the workplace, in the grocery store, you know, at the airport, how do you keep you healthy and safe? No, I agree with that. And I think, you know, it's funny when you ask that question, you know, how do you handle them? It depends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my answer. That's going to be my answer. It's not a, it's not a great one, but it really does depend. I think mm-hmm. in some cases, being able to, depending on who you're dealing with, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're dealing with someone who's, um, I don't know what word I want to use, but if you're dealing with someone who you have a feeling that by engaging with them, it's going to escalate into something where yeah, they just don't, right? They just don't <laughs> want to get it. They they're going to escalate into a fight. No yeah. one, you know, we have to think about what we have to lose. Sometimes yes. I hate that. That's the only way I could put it, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to mm-hmm. get hit with assault charges and all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, there's certain things we don't want. Hey, listen. There's sometimes where people got to catch the hands, but yeah, not every time, right? Because you can't fight everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm you, not condoning it, violence. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, it really yeah. depends. So that's why I'm saying that in certain cases, you really have to see where you're at. Because in some cases, let's say, for example, if it's someone who says something, but you, you feel like they're open to the explanation as to why what they said is disturbing or can be seen as a microaggression or bothers you or whatever, you know, you can have the discussion. I know I've had it like where someone has said something. I'm like, "Mm, no, let's, let's talk about this. So you at least understand my point of view. Mm -hmm. We may not agree. We may walk away agreeing to disagree, but at least I got it out you know? Yeah. But, but sometimes you, you can, and sometimes you can't, that's just really how it goes with those things. Yeah. And it's very yeah. much into what the Situ- situation situa- is. is situational. Totally it's, situational. It's, 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 for me. And you know, I, no, I mean, for me too. You, it is yeah, look, all I, I tell people this all the time, you do you Scooby-Doo, whatever is good for you, you go ahead and do that. But for me, you know, to navigate the world that I live in, <laughs> you know, crazies or no crazies, I I don't, I pick my battles. And I guess that's the best way for me to put it, you know, so what do you do? And it, for me, it's always coming down to picking my battles. And if I want to address it, you know, I do one of three things. You know, sometimes I ask for clarification by saying, could you say more about what you meant by that? Or how have you come to think that? Right. So it's more of a question. It's not attacking. Um, The other thing is that I can I work really hard to separate intent from impact by saying something like, I know you may not didn't realize this, but when you say blah, it was hurtful or offensive because. Right. Um, And then the last thing that I that the thing that I sometimes do is that I share my own process. Like I noticed that you did some blah, you said blah, blah, blah. And I used to say do that too, but then I learned X, Y, Z. At the end of the day, for me, that is a lot of work because Erica knows that I have to be in the right space of mind to go through that because y'all know me and Erica knows me very well. If my face don't say it, 
my mouth will. So I have to be very, 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 very specific and in the right space to even go down that road of approaching it or, or, or addressing that comment because I am trying in a, in a nice way so I'm not labeled like an angry Black woman or perceived as being aggressive or attacking to help the aggressor understand that she or he is not under attack for their comment, right? So don't get me wrong. It's work, folks. It's work. You literally are doing Jedi mind tricks to to make sure that you don't, you know, drop somebody in the hallway or, you know, at the airport or do something crazy in the supermarket, right? You know, and for me, it's a decision that comes down to if I have to deal with that person a lot or not. You know, I definitely want to nip it in the bud. But if it's some Joe Schmo somewhere, I'm just going to let them stay stupid because I don't got time for that. Right. I mean, and that's my approach. Um, and it's kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> the best and sometimes way for me you don't to have to be it. teaching people. Sometimes you, you're tired. You know, some days, yeah. you know, some days you don't want to be the person to teach someone about something. Yeah. And so then you go down that thing, Erica's like, so why do I have to be the teacher? This is this is just like plump, stupid, rude, right? You should know better. And the thing is, it's like that's the knee jerk, right? And it's tiring. It is for me. It's absolutely exhausting to always have to come around and try to teach someone how to be a good human being. It's exhausting for me. It's, it's but it exhausting. goes back to that point. It goes back to that point that you made a little earlier. It really depends on the interaction that you're going to have with the person. Yeah. If it's if a one-time like interaction day day, at the yeah. grocery store, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You, whatever. You go you go your way, I go my way. As long as you don't touch me, we good. You know, yeah. if it's someone that I have to work with or if it's someone that's I'll be in contact with for a while and we need to kind of come to some space, you have to have the conversation because I no one's going to be tippy-toeing and eggshell walking around mm-hmm. anybody so yeah. I think that that that's that's where you, you do it and you really have to think about like we said before it is very situational yeah it I is mean very situational I mean I was I was married before and it was an interracial relationship and um let me just say you know I was not welcome to family events and you know knowing that was appalling right like it like completely shocked me but the other thing is just like I wouldn't have wanted to have been in that situation because I would have been surrounded by people who have their mindset or in their way have the way that they're thinking how they view me confronting them or calling them out on their stuff would have got me absolutely nowhere Look, it might have might have got me divorced faster. Who would have known? But still, it wouldn't have been a good thing. So when you when you think of it that way, I, that's why I always come down to pick your battles. I mean, look, if I gotta be with you over a weekend, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a convo because I'm not gonna be walking around here feeling all kind of way, walking on eggshells because I just might knock you the hell out, right? So I'm gonna say something so we can clear the air. But if it's just some random rando out there, yeah, I'm just gonna let you be in your stupid and just go right yeah, absolutely just gonna, i'm just i'm just not gonna do it it's just it's that's what i'm saying it's like a really personal decision about where you want to expend your energy right again i name it 
Jedi freaking mind tricks, right? Because you, I literally have to get my head right so that I don't, because I don't blow my fuse and do something that, you know, can derail my future, right? So it's, it's energy and it's energy so that you can be in that right mind space to be in that quote unquote, I'm going to teach you why what you've said is ignorant, right? <laughs> right? You have to be in the right mindset, right? And I don't have that mindset all the time, every day. So I'm very selective on who I have these type of conversations with because they're hard, because they're hard conversations, because people automatically going to do what, Erica? Get in their feelings, get offended, right? Start feeling bad. And instead of processing it, most people go on the attack. And then now, you know, now you got me in the spot. <laughs> so now it's like fatty that comes out. It's just like you, you have to be in the right mindset to walk down that road to kind of make sure that you don't do something that derails your life. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. For me, I really pick my battles because it's a lot of freaking work. It yeah. is. Yeah. And I don't disagree with anything that you've said. So I can't even add anything else. So what I will say is this, though, as we wrap up microaggression we wanted to talk about this because we know this exists we have experienced it um want to definitely talk about it because the world is you know as as we're moving forward and changing there's some things that take a lot more time to change but we kind of wanted to talk about how how we address these things but what we want to say to you is just deal with it as best as you can to preserve your own psychological safety You just got to think about that in mind. Like, how do I navigate through this world that my psychological safety is intact? And then- And I don't don't go to jail. (laughs) And and just really try to navigate this world. But we hear you. We see you. We know what you're encountering. Trust, Mm -hmm. because we encounter it too. But just preserve your psychological safety you know, you know, it's very situational and Mm -hmm. do the best you can do the best you can Mm -hmm. and woosah every now and then (laughs) because a good woosah will help sometimes (laughs) and you just navigate Mm. through, but um, we see you and we know. So we, we're, we're collectively doing that woosah with you because we understand. You know, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that reason why we want it, I, for me, and and Erica, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, I it would have been in disingenuous not to talk about it because we're black women in a world that is completely upside down. You know, we are in corporate America. We so it's not like we're in a freaking bubble. It's like things do happen, right? And we just it's and it's and it's we're not foreign to that. And I guess for me, I wanted people to know that you're not alone, right? And that, you know, we pro- we go through the same stuff every day too. Um, but it, we handle it, the way that we handle it was best for us. And I guess that boils down to what you were saying, Gies, like you all need to do what's best for you and your psychological safety to keep you sane, right? And, you know, possibly out of jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So you all be safe out there. Um, preserve your mind. <laughs> and like Yvette said, I don't disagree at all. We see you and we understand. 
So we want you to be the best version of yourself, even under these types of circumstances. Exactly. With that, thanks for listening. Until next time. Did you just love what you heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and some feedback. Spreading the word is really the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Mm -hmm.